city of Seattle, it's the Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, transformers, independent artists, interviews, transformers, and stuff and things. Also, sometimes transformers. And now, here he is, the man that's more than meets the eye, Mike Seibert. And welcome into another episode of the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. No, you're not hearing things. No, Mike is not here. He's gallivanting up north of the border, up in the Toronto area. At least last time I saw that's where he was. He's been making his way up north to check out the finer things of uh, Canadian culture, as well as attend TFCon Toronto. Uh, He'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Lots of things in store for that. But my name is Dave. I am the, uh, I guess, part-time producer of the Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. Uh, no, Mike has uh, reached out to me and asked for some help, uh, which I'm more than happy to give him on many occasions. Love working with the guy, and we always have a lot of the same ideas, so we mesh well together. But I am honored that he has allowed me to kind of intro this uh, this week's show a little bit, um, talk a little bit about some other things that I'm going to be doing. I know uh, here in the next couple months, we're going to be researching for our annual fall TV preview, which uh, lots of things are going to be changing for that. So stay tuned there. Also, I'm going to be a part of a new podcast. It's a wrestling based podcast. I know there's a lot of nerds out there that love their wrestling. I'm one of them. Mike was back in the day. Few others that we've had on the show are pretty heavy into wrestling, like killing spree, Unfortunately, I'm not doing it with him, but you can join myself, Sean, Grape Juice Jensen, and our buddy Zach over on the, the Here For It podcast. That's here like you're hearing. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Here For It Pod. Uh, also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Here For It podcast as well. Um, I think we have an Instagram as well. Just once again, search for it at Here For It Pod. Uh, We should be launching here very soon. There won't be anything on those, but you can get on on the ground level. Kind of like what Mike did with my old show over at the KGRG, uh, KGRG One Studios, The Afternoon Buzz. Uh, I think that's where our friendship started was he was actually listener number one of the show that thankfully did not get recorded. And thankfully only one and three other people in the building we were in heard. So uh, thank you for that, Mike. And once again, thank you for the opportunity. So let's go ahead and get into the bulk of this week's show, uh, where Mike is going to be answering the 30 questions on the Transformers Fandom Asks questionnaire. Here we go. Transformers Fandom Asks. Now, this is a list of uh, 30 questions, and I kind of skimmed ahead a little bit, and I've, I've seen that a lot of these questions kind of refer back and forth to one another because uh, uh, from my experience at least a lot of these are similar circumstances and situations so I, I'm going to expand where needed but I'm also going to try to keep it uh, succinct uh, to kind of try to keep the flow uh, going um, like uh, like for example question number one when did you join the fandom now in uh, in broadcasting we uh we refer to uh, uh the the most loyal supporters as P1s or priority ones or you know P1 listeners um and and so those are your number one fans 
Now, um, you also have a smaller, more voracious uh, group of staunch supporters that have been there from basically the beginning that I often refer to as P1 from day one. Um, And that speaks to my uh, very specific um, experience with Transformers in that I have been there uh, since the the very beginning um, in uh, 1984. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it there for now, but I'll, I'll expand more as, uh, we go as for example, in uh, question number two, uh, what was your first experience with transformers? Um, I remember I, I have parallel memories. I, I don't know if these happened on the same day, um, or if my, uh, old man brain is, you know, early onset and just kind of smushing these together. But when I think and reflect on it, they kind of happen at the same time. One, I remember for my birthday in 1984, um, I got a lot of Star Wars toys. You know, I, I think I got the Ewok Village, if, I, if I'm if i remembering that uh, that birthday correctly. Um, also got uh, some G.I. Joes and, again, a bunch of uh, uh, Star Wars stuff. I remember also that I got the, uh, the uh, split-open belly version of the Tauntaun, the one where you can shove Luke inside there. But I also got a... Um, it was a larger box and I remember this being larger than like, you know, cause I mean like Star Wars figures were, were very, uh, uh relatively small, uh, same with GI Joe's. This was like a larger, um, uh, square rectangle box and I open it up and it's, and it says transformers on it and it's, it's Soundwave. Um, and I was just like, Hey, this is, this is cool. And went on to be one of my favorite toys. I, I, I mean, again, I, I don't know how far ahead this is getting in the questions, but that's part of the reason why Soundwave is my favorite character is because he was the very first, uh, transformer I got. So that, that was my first exposure is, is ripping, uh, open the, uh, wrapping paper and seeing, I remember very vividly the the corner and seeing the the purple lettering, um, and and remember not remembering not knowing exactly what it was. Um, I also have this parallel memory of watching the first episode of the cartoon, and I remember it vividly being on a Saturday morning. I don't know if it was the first running, um, or another running, but I I do vividly remember watching that first episode on TV. Um, the, the thing that I can't uncommingle is whether that was on my birthday or not. I, I think I remember it that way just because of like, I, I remember sitting on the floor with like all of these, with all my gifts around me watching it. But, uh, again, I may be, um, commingled. And with that, I've already, I've already answered, uh, question number three, uh, what was the first show you watched, uh, first episode? And again, it was more than meets the eye part one. Um, uh, I, I wish I remember what channel it was. I think it was KSTW, uh, channel 11. Uh, but I, I can't confirm that. Um, 
And question number four, what was your first Transformers figure? Again, the Generation 1 Soundwave with, uh, with Buzzsaw. Yeah, great figure. Moving on to question number five. Uh, Autobots or Decepticons and why? Now, I, I would like to uh, lean into, you know, maybe, maybe more edgelord tendencies and say the Decepticons. But it's the Autobots. I mean, it's I. The good guys are the good guys. Now, the thing that that was interesting, I was thinking about this when I was looking at this question, is that um, I I was going to say no to the Decepticons because they are shown to be pretty incompetent at doing evil. You know, it's like they they have the uh, the MacGuffin of the week. And, you know, Megatron's uh, master plans always fall apart and, you know, they just can't get anywhere edgewise. But then I realized that, you know, by the time you get to the era of Transformers, the movie, the Autobots aren't especially uh, great at what they're doing. I mean, like, you know, in more than meets the eye part one, you know, the, the narration says, you know, uh, the Autobots have been kind of basically kind of pushed to the brink of extinction. And I think folks kind of forget that sometimes that like, you know, the Autobots spend a lot of their time being on the ropes. It's like, um, being the good guys isn't without cost because they're, they're not, you know, ruthless, like, like they're, like they're enemies. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I, I admire traditional heroics, you know, it's like the Autobots are the good guys. So that's, that's where I'm going to go with that. And, you know, so that, that's a cliched answer as is my answer for question number six, who is your favorite Autobot? You know, we have, you know, we all have kind of like our obscure, uh, character favorites and we have our classics and as cliched as it is, my favorite Autobot will always be Optimus Prime. I mean, because, I mean, well, I mean, quite frankly, he's the man. You know, it's like, it's, you know, and and a lot of it, I, I would say most of it actually has to do with Peter Cullen's iconic uh, voice delivery. Not to say that, and, and, and I guess I should say here and now, again, um, there's no surprises, but almost all of this is going to be uh, from the perspective of G1, you know, it's it's like, you know, there there's there's a lot of Transformers fiction that I just haven't really consumed or stuff that I'm just not really that into. I'm not into Beast Wars. I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm not going to say that, you know, there's anything wrong with it because I've heard that, you know, the writing is, you know, some of the very best in Transformers fiction. It's it came at a time where it just wasn't my thing. And now without the nostalgia for it, I don't know if I can go back for it because I think I would be kind of turned off by the, uh, um, uh, relatively rudimentary, uh, animation. But again, it's Peter Cullen. It's Optimus Prime. Uh, you know, always be, uh, my favorite Autobot and, and keeping the lack of surprises going. Question number seven, who is your favorite Decepticon? Well, um, not only is Soundwave my favorite Decepticon, but he's also my favorite Transformer. Just, um, you know, if I had to choose between Optimus Prime and Soundwave, I would choose Soundwave because I just, and a lot of my feelings are, uh, you know, the, the impressions based upon the voice acting. And 
I think one of the things that makes Soundwave distinctive and special is his voice. You know, the, the you know, Frank Welker, Dr. Claw voice through a vocoder. Not that I knew what that was when I was five years old, but I just knew he sounded cool. And, you know, as I got older, you know, I'd always say like, well, Soundwave is awesome because, you know, he, he's he's a one man faction on his own. You know, it's like he's got his own army of little dudes to, uh, um, uh, you know, to, to wreck house with. And every one of his tapes has a different specialty. I just think it's really cool. Question number eight. If you were a Transformer, what would your alt mode be and why? Well, I, uh, um, again, we know what I do. I'm talking to you into a microphone. I'm listening to headphones. I am actively uh, doing radio. So I would have some kind of broadcasting apparatus type of alt mode. Actually, you know what? I, I was going to say like either a boombox or a Walkman like Soundwave or Blaster, but I know what I would be. I'd be a karaoke machine. I think that would be kind of rad because that would get into like, you know, the broadcasting aspect um, of things. But also I, I have been known to do some terrible karaoke from time to time. So I think it would kind of, I think it would connect with uh, that kind of, uh, energy there. Uh, let's see. So question number nine. Oh man. I, and I, I think there's a accepted pronunciation for these, but I don't know what it is. It's, uh, um, R I R F I B or R I B F I R, you know, uh, acronyms for rumble is red. Frenzy is blue or rumble is blue. Frenzy is red. Now, this is something, you know, and I've spent so much time talking about how inclusive Transformers fandom is, but this is one thing that I have seen people get into knife fights about. And it's one of the things that me, as a lifelong fan, could not care less about. Um, I... I actually prefer the way that Anthony Bercali uh, uh, covers it in Transformers University because he'll just say whichever one it is, up to and including when they aren't um, uh, shown in color. They'll be shown either like in black and white or gray, um, like like in the the uh, Find Your Fate Junior books. It, it'd be like you know Rumble, the uh, gray one. <laughs> you know, just. I, I never not laugh at that, but, um, but so, so where this comes from is like a deviation in the media where, um, yeah. And I guess that that's what it is. It's an indicator of what camp you sit in, whether you think that toys are canon or you feel that, uh, fiction is canon. Most famously, the action figures, uh, came out with, uh, rumble, being the red one, um, and with Frenzy being the blue one. Now, in the TV show, which for me, I feel is what G1 canon is, more so than the Marvel comics, um, because I, I just, I don't know, it's there, there's something about like television and movies and whatever that I feel like that's the... Uh, primary canon and that like comic books are secondary canon. Um, 
I just I've just now cracked that open because I've always felt that way. But I mean, it's I think it's a thing with licensed properties. So, like, for example, uh, Star Trek, right? You know, Star Trek, you know, like the TV show, the movie, the whatever um, is uh, the primary media. Now, you'll have comic books and novels and stuff like that, but I I consider those to be ancillary media and to be, you know, alternate takes or things like that. Stuff that where, much like the uh, legacy Star Wars comics and stories that can be kind of, you know, dismissed once, you know, primary canon overrides it. I don't know if that's the extent with Transformers because it was in parallel. The, you know, comics came out around the same time as the uh, cartoon. But my point being is that, um, you know, the the smart-ass answer is Rumble isn't blue or red. He's purple because, he you know, he's kind of lavender in the... uh, in the cartoon and obviously Transformers the movie does nothing to address this because there's one shot where they're both red um, and you know animation errors and miscolors and things like that all of that is to say that and, and it's funny because like you go to like the TF wiki they have like a graph of different representations of both Rumble and Frenzy and they kind of like tally it up and I don't think that that matters either. It's like, oh, well, you know, Rumble is red because he's been red more times than he's been blue. Um, It's one of those things that's always going to be that way. And I bet you sometimes that uh, either creators or toy designers, I wonder if they just do that just to mess with people, just to give uh, the fandom, uh, you know, something something to continue to fight over. I think it's one of those things that will never be settled and it's never going to be definitive. Very similar to like how, you know, well, is Cyclonus bombshell or is he Skywarp? Well, we'd probably prefer he be Skywarp, but pretty sure he's bombshell. Also, it's actually kind of rad with him being bombshell because bombshell was pretty cool. Also, you know, had, uh, you know, the, the, the cerebral shells and all. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm getting far afield. Um, question number 10, uh, favorite transformers show game comic. That's very broad. So I don't know if it's asking for all three. Um, so I'll tackle it that way, I guess. Uh, Favorite Transformer show would uh, be the uh, uh, G1 cartoon um, game, I guess. Um, I don't know, man, because I, I really haven't played a whole lot of Transformers games. I remember there was a game for, oh, damn, was it PlayStation 2? Yes, it was for PlayStation 2. It was just called Transformers, but it was basically based on Armada and it was one of the first games that i played where you could use you know your vehicle mode as like a mode of transportation to kind of move a move along in the map and i don't remember it being especially good but i remember i it's like well i've never had a honest to goodness transformers video game before so i'm going to enjoy this for what it is um 
I really wanted to get into uh, Transformers Devastation when it came out. I, I've since gone on YouTube and like watched all the cutscenes and things like that. I, I love that cel-shaded aesthetic, but I've never played it because uh, they never put it out on a platform that I have. Like, uh, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm a Nintendo Wii person. I mean, look at what I post on Facebook. I'm always uh, <laughs> Wii Sports memes. But, uh, yeah, no, so I've never played it, so I can't tell you if it's any good or not. Uh, same with, like, you know, War for Cybertron and, no, what is it called? Fall of Cybertron. I, I don't know. I haven't played, I've played almost no Transformers video games, so I can't say. And then with uh, the comic, um, again, that's such a wide spectrum, but I... I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say specifically uh, IDW's uh, More Than Meets the Eye series, um, you know, more so than than anything else. Call the Mike Cyber Radio voicemail hotline 231-224-MIKE. And for you youngins that don't know how the letters work on a phone, that's 231-224-6453. Get off my lawn. Uh, let's see. Let's let's keep moving. Uh, question number eleven: Out of all the movies, including G One and Predacons Rising, which is your favorite and why? Well, this is probably the most no-brainer in the history of no-brainers, and I do find it rather odd that they're saying including G One. Um, would it somehow be not included? Because, um, no. Um, and Predacons Rising, it's like I've heard of that, but I don't know exactly what it is. So I, I guess it, it would probably be something that's feature length is why they're calling it a movie. Um, it's it's Transformers the movie. I And, and for as far as my rationale, why? Um, I don't know. L- listen to five years worth of podcasts and I'm sure I, I stumble across it from, <laughs> from time to time. Uh, number 12, a uh, favorite transformers figure. Um, man, this, this one, I, I could tackle a number of different ways because I could continue to double down on Soundwave because he is a fun toy. I, I just like flipping his legs back and, you know, making him into into a tape deck and, you know, like, like the uh, uh, button still works on on my Soundwave figure and his, you know, door still still kind of mostly opens and and um, or I can go with um, and, and this is this is a figure I've talked about a lot. I, I would say the centerpiece of my collection is Fortress Maximus, uh, Generation 1 Fort Max. I just love the sheer scale of it and something to where I, I have had that figure for 32 years and I look at it now in fact, I even looked at it before before I left uh, for work today. I looked at it, and I'm still impressed because it's huge. And, you know, I, I remember in 1987, I have told this story before, but I, I remember in 1987 where uh, the, the size and shape of the box, I swore it was a Nintendo. 
and it turned out to be Fortress Maximus. And to this day, because I eventually got a Nintendo, uh, not that year or the year after, um, but I still say that that Fortress Maximus is my favorite Christmas present of all time, and I'm glad that I got that instead of a Nintendo. Um, anyway, um, so so that's that's definitely a candidate. Now one uh, one figure, and so in news, you know, we're hearing a lot about uh, MP47. You know, Masterpiece Hound. Um, he's available for pre-order. We know the accessories he's going to come with, and you know, it's imminent. Um, but I and to my surprise and delight, a lot of folks are uh, kind of being nostalgic for Alternator's Hound. And I love that figure. And um, he, so he's kind of like my current favorite in that, like, you know, just the other day I, I you know, uh, transformed him a couple times and, you know, just played with him. And, and, and th- it's interesting because, like, there's a lot of criticism with uh, the alternators line. All of it is completely valid. But one of the criticisms is actually one of the things I like about it. I like the uh, ball joint um system that it has it th- there's it just feels you know fluid and you can do goofy poses now i think the other side of it is if i keep doing that they'll eventually wear out uh but for now i i i'm digging it and really i it's interesting i i like masterpiece hound but i'm not as excited about him as i thought i was going to be because i realized that in his um, you know, the, the, oh, what am I trying to say? The, the Masterpiece line's, uh, dedication to, to G1 animation accuracy, uh, kind of chips away at his vehicle mode a little bit. More or less, Alternator's Hound, which is licensed by Jeep, looks like a better Jeep than Masterpiece Hound does, so... And my wife, uh, she drives a Jeep and she loves her Jeep to the point where I commissioned uh, Matt Moylan uh, from uh, uh, Lil Formers to do um, Alternator's Hound, but colored blue to match my wife's Jeep. So, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I, I had I had the guy make make your Jeep into a transformer. But I mean, that that vehicle mode. And again, that's why I love about the alternators, because they're, you know, fully licensed contemporary vehicles. Um, yeah, they, they just look cool, like uh, like uh, model cars in uh, in vehicle mode. Anyway, I love alternators hound and he's my current favorite figure. Um G1 Fort Max is uh definitely an all-time classic for me. Um and I'll never not love G1 Soundwave. So I have several answers for that one. Um uh question 13. Uh how many Transformers figures do you have? I don't have a specific count, but I would say, well, uh I I guess you can measure it between uh, prior to two years ago and now, because, you know, I've, I hit those Walmart reissues pretty hard. So it's like, you know, I've got the box set of the constructor cons that six right there, six more I didn't have. Um, I don't know, a, a couple dozen, I, I guess I would say, because like, I still have like a tub of old figures that I, I haven't cracked open 
and looked through like like I know there's like an old hot rod in there with uh, with metal toes. Um, I know that sparked uh, some conversation uh, recently. Um, but yeah, no. And, and now it's a combination of uh, vintage loose stuff. And it's funny because, you know, I don't know. It is so with alternators being like 15 years old, is that is that old enough to call that vintage? I don't know. I I don't know where vintage uh starts, but um anyway, so yeah, I've got, you know, I've got like, you know, seven or eight uh alternators that I've uh require uh gotten in the last year and plus a handful of box stuff, again the Walmart reissues and then whatever I have left from my uh um, uh, G1 stuff from when I was a kid. Um, question 14. If you could meet any character from any show, who would it be? Well, um, you know, I, I know the, the headspace that I'm going to stick in. I'm, I'm going to say blaster G1 blaster, you know, uh, Buster Jones. Um, and more or less because, you know, I, uh, and, and I like, Blaster's characterization in the comic books like there there's times that he's been portrayed as like a straight up radio DJ and I think that would be fun it's like I think I think I can learn a thing or two about broadcasting uh from Blaster in in a way that that's not quite Soundwave's jam he's he's got a different thing going on but um but yeah, blaster. Question fifteen: Favorite Transformers memory? Well, I I think I've I I, I shared a big one already. The uh, uh the Fort Max at Christmas uh, Christmas nineteen eighty seven. Um, you know I I'd also throw in my first viewing of Transformers the movie in August of nineteen eighty six. Um, I I think all of those are really good ones. Um. I could also throw in a more contemporary one, you know, um, uh, being part of the panel with Autopod Decepticast at TFCon Chicago. And, you know, we, we've all heard uh, my TFCon stories from uh, uh, from the last year. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's like I've got equally fond memories from when I was a kid and now very recently when I'm an adult. Uh, question 16, uh, favorite combiner team. Um, I'm going with the first and still the best. It's gotta be the Constructicons. Again, one of my very favorite lines in Transformers, the movie is, uh, not Constructicons merge for the kill. It's, it's right after that when, uh, Cup and Daniel look over the top of the bunker and see what's happening, and Lionel Standers' um, uh, iconic delivery of that line. It, it just portrays so much uh, uh, genuine uh, uh, fear and reverence and and dread that just never really got communicated before or since uh with with regards to the combiners um i mean you see some of that in uh the comics um especially during like combiner wars and things like that but it's like i i 
I really liked the idea of combiners being scary. You know, like there's like, you know, these scary monsters, that 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 type of thing. Um, question 17, favorite version of Starscream? Um, I mean, it's G1, right? I mean, I, from what I understand, there's other iterations that are that are pretty great. Um, like, uh, it, you know, I it's my understanding that Armada Starscream gets like a pretty good uh, redemption arc. Um, but yeah, again beaten the same drum but it's it's the vocal performance it's it's that chris lotta doing a version of the cobra commander voice it's the it's that it's that screechy whiny uh mischievous uh uh, uh vocal performance that's that's that 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 makes it an all-time classic uh, question 18, who do you hope appears in the next Transformers show? And that's interesting because, like, I guess technically the next Transformers show would be the War for Cybertron uh, Netflix series. And, you know, what What I guess I would like to appear, and I don't know if it's a... Um, I don't know. I, I would like to see some of the characters from the phase two idw comics make their way over into a tv show you know um you know stuff like chrome dome and rewind uh portrayed as a couple you know i i I think that would be nice question 19 favorite transformers pairing um well i mean i i'm assuming that since this is from tumblr i i can only assume that they're talking about uh, uh shipping um but yeah, no, I I I'd say Chrome Dome and Rewind. I um you know with maybe uh uh Cyclonus and Tailgate a a close second to that if if that's the context we're talking about or I mean I I suppose uh uh other partnerships as well like uh you know you got uh Spike and Bumblebee. That's that's a favorite. Actually, I uh um you know with with all of this hound talk it it reminds me um, of how fun it was with uh, Spike and Hound uh, palling around during uh, uh, those first couple episodes of More Than Meets the Eye, um, and and yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that that really got dropped. Um, I mean, it's cool that you know the 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 kid appeal character shifted to bumblebee because it wasn't quite hound but yeah hound really got the the short end of the stick there because yeah it's yeah spike and hound was was a lot of fun um but yeah uh uh, question 20 least favorite transformers pairing oh man i i'm not sure if i know how to uh tackle that one actually I I would say um uh Daniel and RC in season 4 in uh in the rebirth where basically he becomes or you know she they whatever they um where they become a headmaster pairing and I was I always thought that was kind of kind of weird one I think it's kind of weird that that RC became a headmaster because she was never really a headmaster figure and really didn't get a good action figure until contemporary times anyway but yeah no i guess i i I guess that's the best i could come up with off the top of my head 
No mail today. Nobody likes you. Let's show Mike some love. Right into the mailbag at MikeCyberRadio at gmail.com. And of course, the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. You've got mail. Everybody loves you. Question 21. Uh, least favorite Autobot. Um, I mean, it's got to be Wheelie, right? Um, there, There's a lot of folks that that don't like Drift. Uh, there's a lot of folks that for some reason don't like Windblade. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, Wheelie's a turd. <laughs> he, just, he just is. I mean, I like what they did with him in the IDW com, uh, comics to make him, you know, kind of like they gave him a little PTSD and kind of gave him a little, you know, a, a little more characterization meat, but yeah, still pretty much a turd. Uh, least favorite Decepticon. Gosh, that's, that's a tough one because like. I don't know. That's I um mm, I got I got to think on that. Oh, you know what? Okay. I uh um uh you know, most of my responses have been uh from G1, but no, I got this. Uh I I would say it would be a toss up and actually it's not a toss up because they're the same character, but either uh Cyclonus uh from Transformers Armada or a uh, snowcat from uh, Energon, you know, with the uh, uh, with the yodeling and the, yeah, I just, yeah, that that character always rubbed me the wrong way, and a lot of it was because, um, you know, I've talked about this in in various other contexts of like, you know, kind of like when we're doing characters in name only, um, I'm like that's not Cyclonus, though it does. It did kind of make sense that Cyclonus was a helicopter because, you know, Cyclone and it just it, it seems like that that almost kind of made sense. Almost. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, question 23. Least favorite Transformers universe. Oh, um, I'm going to say Unicron, Unicron trilogy because um, it, it's one that I dipped my toes into a little bit with each new iteration and always jumped back out. I never stuck with it. And I don't want to say something is my least favorite that I haven't, um, uh, like, like for example, I haven't watched Transformers animated though. I have heard time and again that it's really quite good. Um, that the the car the overly cartoony animation style kind of put me off and I was at a spot where maybe I wasn't ready for it so maybe I need to go find it and check it out but yeah no uh wait a minute strike that from the record I I'm not gonna edit this out but I mean duh it's least favorite Transformers universe it's the Michael Bay movies it was right there and I almost let it pass. In fact, I wonder, let's see, uh, least favorite Transformers parent now, uh, least favorite Autobot. Oh, okay. So we're, we're going, I'm going to backpedal here because, oh my gosh, it's been opened up. Least favorite Autobot, uh, Michael Bay's version of, of Optimus Prime, you know, murdering unarmed prisoners, tearing off people's faces, um, just, yeah, it's weird, and and the thing that always upset me is because he still got Peter Cullen's voice, so he's talking about 
you know, I'll kill you all in Peter Cullen's voice. It's like, it's, I think of everything in those movies that's upset me. That's the thing more than that, more than anything else. It's just like, it just feels like a perversion or a corruption, if you will. Uh, um, least favorite Decepticon. Yeah, no, I, I'll still stick with my answer there. I, I was going to say Michael Bay Starscream, but eh, it's not as bad by comparison. And yeah, least favorite universe, definitely the the uh, Bayverse. Um, let's see. Uh, question 24. Would you rather meet Peter Cullen or Frank Welker? Um, that's an almost impossible choice. But in terms of what vocal performance is more iconic and important to me, it's Peter Cullen, um, because again, there, there's just something about that 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 resonant baritone of Optimus Prime that's like, um, you know, it's it it's fatherly. It's also um, it's warm, but it's also stern and commanding. It's like you know, it's like um, everything that you want from a vocal performance from a leader character. Um, and I mean, it, it would be equally exciting to meet Frank Welker because actually Welker's probably got better stories and more stories because he's been that much more prolific and he's got, you know, thousands and thousands of voices that he's done. So, um, again, I, I feel like they would be, um, they would be great and I think they would be great together. Uh, you know, maybe I'll have the opportunity to have that choice one of these days. Um, and then I would be, oh, you know, and I've, I've talked about this before, you know, it's like, you know, uh, if I had the opportunity to pay top dollar to see them where I'm at in my life now, I would probably take the opportunity. Whereas I would say maybe 10 years ago, I would have let the opportunity pass. I don't know now, but, um, but yeah, no, that's, um, Okay. I, I, I think I've kind of addressed this in other uh, instances, but I'd say uh, uh, question 25, who is better, Blaster or Soundwave? Now, I, I I don't know if I could speak to, to objectively or subjectively. Uh, Soundwave is my favorite uh, for a lot of different reasons. But Blaster is pretty cool too. Now the thing the thing I do want to talk about while I'm answering this is, um, you would think, given my profession working in radio and podcasting and things like that, and just kind of like my overall personality, that I would be more drawn to Blaster than to Soundwave. It it makes sense. You know, he's a boombox. He's a radio DJ. You know, he's, you know, he has that type of personality. Whereas Soundwave, you know, he's, he's a schemer. He's, uh, he's a planner. He's an inf- infiltrator. He's a saboteur. You know, he's, he's, uh, you know, doing espionage. You know, th- none of those things are synonymous with my personality. So Soundwave is not necessarily a personality mix for me, except that um, he has the 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 loyal lieutenant vibe to him. 
uh, you know, that 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 Destro role, that uh, that Will Riker role. And um, those are generally my favorite types of characters. And that's that's something I've identified with in my life often. You know, I, I've often said, you know, in 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 my various uh, professions and even now, uh, doing radio because like, you know, I'll talk to guests sometimes and it's like, Hey, do you want to, you know, you know, do you want to do this? Do you want to, you know, talk, talk into, uh, I'm like, no, I, I like pressing the buttons. I want to be the guy next to the guy. That's where I'm most comfortable. Um, and, and I feel like that's kind of like the best use of my skill set is, you know, being somebody that supports somebody else um you know sometimes maybe at the cost of my own thing but that's that that's a different um uh psychological uh examination for a different day but um yeah no i i and i think with uh soundwave there there's just more of a complexity to him uh a subtlety and nuance that isn't always necessarily there with Blaster. Plus, Soundwave has has been way more prolific in the fiction than Blaster has. So there's just more material there. Um, and it's one of those things where I've asked myself, I'm like, why aren't I more into Blaster? Because I I should be, you know, quote unquote. Um, and yeah, no, it's just it, it just is what it is. Um, only a couple more left. Uh, question number 26, who is the most hot, uh, transformer? Well, it's hot rod, right? Or if you'd prefer hot shot. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, what thunderclash maybe, uh, drift, you know, some the, the, uh, uh, tracks, you know, it's like, what are you looking for? Are we looking for the uh, the pretty boys? I mean, you know, uh, a sunstreaker, sideswipe. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just kind of depends upon how you look at it. But yeah, I'd say, um, yeah, uh, probably Hot Rod because, like, you know, he's he's a sleek, sexy future car, and he's hot tempered, hot headed, quick to quick to act. And and he's played by Jed Nelson. So um, who, you know, circa 1986, you know, was uh, what had had uh, that that smolder energy going on there. So um, I guess I guess we'll do that. Or I guess like a uh, steep cliff and a distant, distant uh, honorable mention would be uh, uh Don Figueroa's uh, depiction of RC in the IDW comics adaptation of uh, Transformers the movie. That's the one where where uh, RC embarrassingly and infamously is depicted with a like a a thong because she's got like butt cheeks for some reason. And I remember reading, I'm like, really? Is that is that what we want to do? Um, we've come a long way in in terms of uh, the way. Uh, uh, female transformers are uh, um, uh, depicted. Uh, let's see. Uh, question number twenty-seven: Do you read any Transformers comics? Yes. Uh, what do you think about them? I like them. Um, full disclosure: 
I have not read the brand new series that that's just come out. Um, and I have heard such mixed results that I, um, you know, I, I, I've stated that I'm going to wait until the trade comes out because I think issue six finally came out. So I think that's the conclusion of the first story arc. I think I'm going to try to read it collective, uh, collected, um, because the, the main thing I've heard more than anything is that it's slow and nothing happens. And I think if you read it concentrated in six issues, maybe that impact won't be as much as as opposed to it uh, sprawling across six months. Um, and, and I get kind of frustrated with, with comics like that that are kind of written for the trade. Maybe that's a different rant for for a different day, but um, yeah, no, I mean for the most part, I've I've enjoyed uh, Transformers uh, comics quite a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, question twenty eight: Who has the better boobs, Soundwave or Shockwave? I'd really like to say Soundwave here, but I think he's gotten plenty of love in my list, uh, as I'm sure you would think so as well. But, you know, I mean, he's got that cassette window and I and I think of like some of the recent uh, commissions I've gotten of Soundwave. And my favorite one seemed to be the one that have like the details of like a cassette inside him and like the the cassette teeth and I don't think that's what the question is asking, but Shockwave definitely has the most um, ample bosom um, because there, there's there's protrusion to be had there, and uh, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, question number twenty nine: What crossover do you want to see, or crossover you want to see? Um, there there's been a few good. Uh, Transformers uh, crossovers, but I was just reading an article very recently about how there was at one time going to be a, a Justice League uh, and Transformers uh, crossover from DC Comics and IDW, and it was uh, there's some sample art out there by uh, Phil Jimenez, um, who's who's a great artist and turns out is like a um hardcore Transformers fan. He's done a lot of variant covers and things like that. But um apparently it was the launch of DC's The New 52 that torpedoed that project. And it was a real shame one because like the sample art looks really cool. Um and I think that would have been a lot of fun like like when uh, Marvel did a crossover with uh, Transformers a number of years ago. Was, you know, uh, the new Avengers and Transformers. It wasn't good, but it was kind of fun. I mean, most of those kind of crossover type of things are not generally not fun. But I mean, I'm I'm sorry, generally not good, but they're generally kind of fun and kind of goofy. It's like I, you know, one of one of my guilty pleasures, uh, guilty pleasure comics is um, the uh, X-Men and Star Trek uh, crossover comic that was it was done by like a bunch of like uh, top cow creators. Um, so you've got like, you know, Mark Silvestri and a bunch of other folks in there and um, and it's not great. But it's but it's a lot of fun. 
Um, and even the, you know, uh, Star Trek versus the Transformers uh, comic, while, again, it wasn't great, um, but you know what? I got a couple pages of that of that awesome Jack Lawrence art, including a character that I lambasted uh, publicly in a, in a podcast, uh, you know, uh, uh, Fortress Tiberius or Tiberius Maximus or whatever it was called. Um, anyway, I have that page and it looks really cool, even if I if I was kind of uh, down on the character design a little bit. I don't think any of that answers uh, your question, but um uh, let's move on. Finally, question number 30. What do you like about the fandom? And this is probably one of the easiest questions for me to answer in that it's the the inclusivity um, and the diversity. I, I mean, I've said this over and over and over and over, and it's a thing that I will continue to say. And that's really why I feel more drawn to... Uh, Transformers fandom and kind of, you know, kind of putting Star Wars fandom on the shelf for a while um, is that I am constantly and with increasingly f- increasing frequency in uh, uh, in recent times making friends with Transformers fans that love this world, love these characters as passionately and voraciously as I do, but don't look like me. Likewise, though, and I this this is a this has been a very interesting experience for me in that, you know, I can say that that I've I've made friends with a lot of folks that don't look like me. Conversely, I have made several new friends over the last two years that do look like me, you know, um, you know, figuratively, literally, however you want to look at it, you know, like um, uh, the guys from Autopod Decepticast, you know, some of the guys from Transmissions, you know, uh, uh, Anthony from TFU. We're all kind of like the same age range you know, similar experiences, uh, comparable outlooks. And I, um, because I moved around a lot as a kid, I didn't, I didn't form those same bonds and maintain life, lifelong friendships. In fact, I went through a very lengthy period in, uh, my relationship with my wife where, um, our friends were her friends that that basically poured it over and because I I didn't really have friends of my own and even later on when she and I would make new friends well we were friends as a couple they weren't my friends and you know over the last couple years um and and this this includes my time in radio and college and KGRG and all that but like I've, I, I've, I've refilled my roster, I guess. Uh, and, and I've made my own friends and that's really cool as well. But, but that's, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm drifting from the spirit of, of, uh, the question, what I like about Transformers fandom. And I don't know how to put it any better than that. 
And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. My name is Mike. Thank you for listening. And until next time, make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.